Welcome inside Froggy 92.9. Still outside Froggy 92.9. We're zooming it like the rest of the world, although we're talking about maybe back in the studio, but maybe not. Depends on this. Depends how this second wave goes. I'm joined by our midday personality, Jen, our morning show, Amber and Tanner in the morning. Putting it out to the group. How's everybody feeling? We're 1900 months into quarantine. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Level out. I'm pretty done with it. I, I want to punch COVID straight in the face. Dude, right in the throat. Amber, you, I'm concerned about you particularly because you are in what? your car now. So are you are you that quarantined from coal that you can't even be in the apartment with them? My car has a phone holder, which is great. So I don't have to hold the phone during the Zoom chat. But also Remy's in there and... Remy barks a lot, as you guys probably already know, and it's just, I think it's easier to do it in my car for now. But I hear it's all the rage to do Zoom chats in your car, so. That's not, the real story is Cole found out, she sent those pictures in the group chat of him looking <laughs> like cool, and she's not out in the house. <laughs> yes. Can you lay out what we're talking about? It's kind of sad. Cole's friend's dad passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. Two so he was sending him pictures of them all together, like with his dad and everything. So I got these slides of pictures from Cole, like in early high school, and they're hilarious. <laughs> he has like perfect bowl cut, and he's just like very young, very young. What what town in Georgia? Perry, Georgia. Perry, all right, Perry, Perry, the Perry boys. Perry, them boys and Perry. Them boys. So I sent everyone a picture and zoomed in on Cole and said, gonna marry this. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the king of bowl cuts right in, in that photo. And I hope you know I am going to make a lot of memes out of that photo and send it to you guys often. <laughs> Real stories from the team in Northern California's country radio station. Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. You are inside Froggy 92.9. We always come up with a unique way to figure out who's going to tell their story in what order on the podcast. So since we're all in various locations today, let's do distance from the Froggy studio. And we'll go furthest to shortest. So I'm in Petaluma, so I'm the furthest away. Then Amber, because she's, you're in Santa Rosa, yes? Yes. Then Tanner, because his office is further from the studio, and Jen, because she's just down the hall. Like 11 and a half steps. I, as we've chronicled here on the podcast over several several episodes, uh, have cut the cord on cable, and I'm now several months into having a YouTube TV subscription. I love it. The part that I love that I wasn't expecting to love is the ability to watch it on your phone and not just live TV, which I never watch, but DVR, set up stuff to record and then watch it on your phone. And that's really very useful to me as I'm like spending a lot of time getting baked down for bottles and stuff like that. So I have been recording all these movies that I never, ever, ever would have thought to rent and never, ever, ever would have had any time to rent. So I've been going through just like a barrage of movies that I just missed because I've basically been in a hole for six years with kids. Caught up on all the X-Men movies I missed and uh, I've dug those. And 
I watched one this week, though, that was probably the best one that I've watched of all of them so far, which was a sci-fi movie called The Edge of Tomorrow. Have any, has anybody else seen that movie? I don't think so. Nope. No. Nope. It's basically Groundhog Day sci-fi war movie. So Tom Cruise gets thrown into battle against kind of robot enemy and they're getting, the humans are getting their ass kicked and it's, he doesn't even want to be there and he's scared and he dies. And so that should be the end. But through what's of the movie, he ends up jumping back a day. And every time he dies, he jumps back a day. And so he keeps getting over hundreds of thousands of times of dying. He gets better and better and better at fighting and slowly works his way to be a, being able to beat the enemy. The really super cool thing about the movie is that he is positioned as the incapable sort of scared fighter who needs to learn how to be violent and be good at killing stuff. And the hero who's awesome at it already is Emily Blunt, which in a lot of scenarios, usually those would be reversed. It would be Tom Cruise would be the one who's training her and she's the lesser and needs to learn. So it's very cool just out from the outset that they switched those two and she's awesome in the movie. What I wanted to ask the group was sci-fi movies. I'm really into sci-fi movies, space, Star Trek, Star Wars, which is almost its own category. Um, another Tom Cruise sci-fi movie I love, Minor Minority Report. Uh, there's just a ton of sci-fi that I absolutely love. So question for the group, I'll start with Jen. Sci-fi movies, do you like them and do you have one that sticks out to you that you're a fan of? You know, I'm not gonna lie. It's not a genre that I would say that I watch. I'm Googling it right now because I am like can't even think of the last sci-fi movie I even watched. And that's fine. If you don't, why don't you seek it out or what doesn't it do? For you? I don't think I have an answer for that either because I have read sci-fi books and I really enjoy them. Like I love the Ender's Game series. I've probably read the first, the original Ender's Game like seven or eight times. It's one of my favorite books. I mean, I guess 12 Monkeys is one that I like. Good choice. Uh, I only like movies that Brad Pitt is in where he's a psychopath. <laughs> I'm not a Brad Pitt fan, but like he's insane. And I'm like, that's a sexy man. He's a nice guy. Nope, not good looking. Insane, a sexy, nice guy. No, I've got problems. <laughs> um, I don't know like I like Star Trek the TV show but I never got I tried to watch the first movie and just didn't get into it I mean I guess the Matrix is fine I don't know just not my thing I like murder <laughs> Amber your thoughts I'm actually very much into sci-fi and I'm getting more into it now I've just decided that that's gonna be like my niche like that's gonna be my thing because I I've also wanted to watch 12 Monkeys I'm glad you said that Jen I'm wanting to watch that a show I used to watch on Canada's sci-fi channel it's called Lost Girl you guys know about that show no, no I don't fantastic uh oh, yes. I also Lost Girl yeah I also really like Seth MacFarlane's new show it's kind of like based on Star Trek a little bit right. um which makes me want to watch Star Trek is that but, Orville or whatever it's called yeah, the Orville, yeah. Apparently with that show, he had pitched that to CBS as like, hey, because CBS was trying to make their CBS all-access Netflix thing. And so like, well, why don't you have one of the new Star Trek shows be like a comedy show? And they eventually passed on it. But then he took it to Fox and then they made basically like 
it's not Star Trek. It's like Barfeck. Like it's really mm-hmm. close. <laughs> Jar Trek. And so. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes me want to watch Star Trek. And uh, my mom was really into that kind of stuff growing up. And I, I just, I love science fiction and fantasy and things like that. And that's actually, I was on the Hulu, like sci-fi genre yesterday, looking at things I could watch. Cool. So if you guys have any suggestions. Have you watched Orphan Black? Yeah. No, but I hear it's great. Okay, yeah. it's a PC series, and I'm pretty sure it's either on Hulu or Amazon Prime, and it's one of the best TV shows I've ever watched. It's awesome. It's also one of those shows that's like, you ever watch X-Files? Like, X-Files back in the day was the king of a bunch of Freak of the Week episodes that just sort of stood alone, and then every once in a while they'd have a mythology episode that talked about, like, the overarching stuff, right? That's how it shows yeah. you be. Orphan Black is like major plot development. <laughs> Drop a bomb, left turn, up, down, nope. You know, like, it's literally like all killer, no filler. It's in, it's, it's, it's almost too much. I had to stop. Like two and a half seasons, I was like, I'm done. This is too much. I can't handle all of this. The great part about Orphan Black is that uh, no spoilers. It's about clones. And the main girl, the actress Tatiana Maslany, plays like 11 or 12 different versions of herself. Yeah. It's Whoa. She's brilliant. I was watching True Crime, and that was like my thing for the longest time. But I had to stop for my mental health. Yes. Give me all the sci-fi and like fake stuff right now. Well, yeah, I'll send you a list. I have a, few, I have a few that are really good if you're into it. Tanner, what about you? Google Doc for you. Well, you guys know that I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I mean, I, I wore a cape to school until I was like 15. I was like such a big Star Wars fan. Do you guys remember TBH on Facebook? It was like, like this post and I will post a TBH on your Facebook profile. It's a to be honest. It might have been just a thing for when I was in like middle school and stuff like that. What but is it? It's, it's you post on Facebook. I'm doing a TBH right now. And everyone that likes this post, I will write on your wall. It was like a thing when I was in middle school. Nobody does it anymore. I'll tell you what I really think of you. Yes. When you're in junior high or middle school, you're like, I want to see what this person thinks of me. And I just got in, in like on this day memory of one from like nine years ago. I was like, I broke up with you in fifth grade because you played Star Wars at recess. So, <laughs> so I got that. And so that just like, I, I hope that shined a little light on my Star Wars obsession. So yeah. That went on until I was 15. So I love Star Wars. Other sci-fi I'm not really crazy about, except for I love the show Rick and Morty on Adult Swim. And that's sci-fi comedy like mixed together. And it's just really my type of humor. And it can get really nerdy talking about different galaxies and stuff like that. So I guess that's those are the only two things that I'm super into sci-fi about. When you, when you said Rick and Morty, Jen made a face. I well, love Rick and Morty. The first episode, my best friend loves it. And he's like, you gotta watch this. So we like drank a bottle of wine and ate McDonald's and watched it. We're really classy. And I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I felt really <laughs> <laughs> So Rick and Morty had such a big following that they made an episode about a sauce from McDonald's called Szechuan sauce that was in like <laughs> a 1990s promotion from a movie. They made an entire episode about how Move McDonald's on. should bring it back. And McDonald's brought it back because of that episode of Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty's great. You should give it a chance. But I'm curious, has anyone watched Doctor Who? I, I've no, heard. No, I should, heard. though. 
uh, people love it. I have not. There's like 7,000 seasons, right? Yeah, they. Are, I've been watching Community. I'm getting off topic, but they are obsessed with Doctor Space Time in Community, which is Doctor Who. Yeah. So it made me kind of interested in watching it, but it's been a show since like the 1960s or something crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit too, that's a little too much for me. Like, I, I probably not. Would you consider Black Mirror sci-fi? Black Mirror sci-fi. Black Mirror is maybe more sci-fi than um, Star Wars. Star Wars is technically like space opera. You know, like it's it's sci-fi yeah. it, by default just because it's in space. It's more of an epic story. Um, but it, it definitely qualifies. And then, sure. and then uh, Black Mirror definitely qualifies with a lot of its storytelling elements. But probably veers a little bit more towards horror. Sci-fi is just like, uh, even to a certain extent, like Lost. The TV show Lost was sci-fi in some angles to me because it's like sci-fi is great at throwing you into what seems like a completely foreign alien environment, whatever that might be. And it might Gilligan's just, Island. Yeah, well, it might even just be, quote, the future. And then they use that alien foreign environment to tell you things about what's going on in your life now. And yeah. if you're able to, you're able to perceive things differently because your brain's been thrown what thinks for a loop. And then you're like, Oh no, they're talking about, you know, whatever it might be to them. They're really talking yeah. about what we do. They're really talking about segregation or they're really talking about, you know, whatever it is. And so it's, um, that's why you should really dig it. So real quick, there's one episode of black mirror that everybody should watch. It is this video game company that this guy collects DNA from people in his life and he injects them into this video game and then people are trying to escape from the video game it's epic yeah that's the star trek episode yeah oh that's yeah. the one i want to watch because jimmy simpson's in it and i love him so i that, like their season premiere like for season two or three or something like that and then so it's like something net, when it was on netflix and moved to netflix i think and netflix was like we got a new black mirror star trek it's gonna be star trek and like, i've seen all this stuff and i was like man, I kind of want to watch that, but Black Mirror is disgusting. I'm not going to watch it. And then I'm sitting there on a plane, and literally the guy next to me on the plane has this giant laptop that's cinema size. And I'm just, and he's, what is he watching? The Black Mirror Star Trek episode. Uh, so I watched that whole episode, basically. You didn't, like, ask him for an earbud or anything? No, I just <laughs> heard some of it, and I was, I, I was able to see the whole thing. It's a great episode. It's disgusting but it is a great episode. That show's messed up. Thank you. Next up, uh, so Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, they also call it Live, Die, Repeat because there was like a debate about what the name should be. Uh, Live, Tom Die, Repeat. Ne that's like the sci-fi version of Luke Bryan's Sunrise, Sunset, <laughs> Repeat. Cruz <laughs> <laughs> and Emily Blunt, they're making a sequel. It's that good. Check that out. That's a really good one. Up next, distance from the Froggy Studio. Amber is cold chilling somewhere in Santa Rosa right now in a car. I hope you're cold, by the way. Are you staying? Are you hot? Is the AC on? The AC is on a cart. It's all the way on. That way my battery doesn't die. It works that way, right? Burn the gas. Burning the gas. I care about the environment. Okay. <laughs> Was anyone else going to bring up the whole chase or I situation? I figured someone would, and then if someone didn't, I would. So go for yeah. it. I was going to do the same thing. For those of you who do not know, basically Chase Rice played at – a prison that's not a prison anymore in Tennessee. It's now a concert venue. 
he played in front of, in front of like 4,000 people and no one was social distancing, no one was wearing masks and he's getting dragged all over the industry for it on Twitter by other country artists on, you know, just via platforms. He gave an apology today. Y'all hear, read, or listen to the apology. No, I didn't. I can pull it up, though. It's not really an apology, though. I understand there's a lot of varying opinions, a lot of different opinions on COVID-19, how it works with live music, crowds, and what all that looks like. My biggest thing is y'all. You guys are everything to me, so your safety is a huge, huge priority. So moving forward, I have a show in Ashland, Kentucky on Friday, and it's a driving show. You take your trucks, take your cars, you have your own space, you can get out of your cars, you can get out of your trucks and, and party with me. Please do sing the songs, but stay in your own space, stay with the people you came with. And the biggest thing for all of us is the safer we are now, the quicker that we get to get to actual normal live shows, which I know we all want. What do you guys think about the whole situation? Like, what are your thoughts on, like, the apology? Do you have any theories behind everything? Like, I mean, Chris jammed in the same boat, and he still hasn't said anything about it. You want to have a show, and you need to make money, and you need to work. But, like, by doing things like this, it's only going to make the concert industry out of work for longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't dangle a live concert in front of a fan and them to act responsibly. It's like you give a mouse a cookie. Like From what I was reading, the venue was attempting to employ social distancing. And then it's a concert and Chase Rice came on stage and everybody rushed the stage. I think that statement is the one that actually came from the promoter from Chris Jansen's show. No, but that's what I read about Chase Rice's show as well, is that that wasn't, that wasn't wall to wall. So it was a very, the view that you saw of his show was definitely legit. There's a lot of people, but as you move further back in the venue towards the lawn, I guess they said that there were people who were distanced back there. Yeah, because when a bunch of people see Chase Rice and they're at a concert again, they're going to want to go get as close to the stage as possible. Even though, you know, you're supposed to be six feet and you're supposed to spread out through the whole thing. It seemed like there were, was no way to maintain those people. After seeing the video of the deleted story, I mean, people, I, I didn't see one dang mask. And I was shocked. I'm not sure if it's Chase Rice's fault or if it's the venue's fault, but that show definitely shouldn't have happened at all, in my opinion. Chase Rice, uh, I watched his apology on Instagram when Amber told me about it this morning. He kind of apologized, but it still doesn't really seem like he cares. So is it that we're against him playing the show altogether, or are we, like, against people not social distancing and following the rules, or both? Like, do we think that he shouldn't have played a show at all, or that country musicians shouldn't play shows, or, like, what are we thinking? His next few shows are drive-through shows, drive-up shows. Great. People show up, they sit in the bed of their truck, yeah. they drink crappy beer, and they sing along. Like, I'm all for that. Finding yeah. ways to make it work. But when you're at a venue and the pit is open and the headliner comes on, I'm running up. When you want to see Chase Rice's biceps, you want to see Chase Rice's biceps in 4K HD 2020 vision. <laughs> I don't think that we can expect concert goers, if they're in a concert, to follow the rules. 
And that kind of is the sentiment at any show. Like you go to shows and people break the rules. I mean, I'm not going to get into the details of some of the rules that get broken, but I've seen my fair of stuff happen. Mm -hmm. it, it's going to happen. And so when we're into a point where it's people's health and safety and we're in a pandemic, you just can't do normal shows. You have to figure out how to make it work some other way. Garth Brooks just did a virtual drive-in tour. Yeah. I don't 400,000 people buy tickets. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. I, th I think drive-in shows are super cool. There's even been drive-in shows where people actually perform in different cities. I've seen that quite a few artists. That's awesome. I'm all for that. But to open up a pit, come on. If we had a canceled country summer, our October date, then there's no way that we should be having any type of pit whatsoever without strict, strict enforcement. They just shouldn't have had the show. You should not have assumed. I mean, there's a reason we didn't have country summer this past weekend. Because even if we'd, we'd pretended like, oh, we're going to do social distancing or something, we know it's not going to happen. So when you know it's not going to happen, you don't just take someone's word for it. You have to put systems in place to keep people safe. Because honestly, people don't know how to do things to keep themselves safe. People make dumb decisions and then they try to double back and blame the people who were trying to protect them in the first place. How many of those patrons at that concert for Chase Rice can turn around and sue the venue now when they were the ones who went willingly with no mask running into the pit like an idiot? I hope it doesn't happen. I hope none of that happens. I hope nobody gets sued. I hope nobody gets sick. It's the responsibility of the promoter and the artist. I have to say, I don't think... I'm just picking an artist out of the blue. I know nothing about him, but I mean, I can't imagine Keith Urban would have walked out on that stage with, no. with just the optics of him on stage surrounded by that many people. I think he would have can't, I mean, if, if he was seeing that it wasn't happening, you know, Tim McGraw, Tim McGraw has done that before where he plays police himself to people in the pit for stuff. Yeah. So if the damage to Chase's career is far outseeds, you know, the 50 grand he probably made that show. I saw the meanest slapback to Chase Rice on CMT today. A, a songwriter in Nashville went, look, nobody cares that you sound like Sam Hunt eight years ago and washed up already. And I was like, oh my God, that's so aggressive. <laughs> we obviously have shown love to him on this podcast. He yeah. has been cool to us over the years as a station. So I don't yeah. want to sit here and pile on him because we've had a good relationship between he and the station, but it's just, it's just, well, duh, dude. Even our user avatar on the computer in the main studio is Chase Rice's face. I'm the, I'm the biggest Bon Jovi fan that y'all are at least ever going to meet. There are bigger ones than me, but like I wouldn't even go to like the Bon Jovi final tour ever right now. And I go and see him on every tour. Like, just wouldn't do it as badly as I would want to be there for the final tour. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I want to say if Led Zeppelin got back together magically or Jimi Hendrix like decided to rise from the dead that I'd go see him, but. Yeah, if John Lennon and George Harrison rose from the dead and the Beatles played a show, like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> At least if, if you die, you saw the Beatles together. Yeah, like I'd be fine uh -huh. with dying gonna die but i saw chase rice don't worry like, <laughs> love chase rice but you're not the beatles eyes on you totally worth it <laughs>
Amber, you're the biggest Chase Rice fan ever. We call him Face Rice around here. What are you feeling about this? Man, I don't know. Obviously, like, I'm a little brokenhearted about it, but I kind of know, like, a little bit about Chase's background. And it, yeah. I don't know that he's necessarily anti-COVID, but there's been some talk in the music industry that he kind of is. Whether or not I know that's true or not, because I have friends that work at like Chris Jansen's law firm and they said this and these people said that. So it's just a game of like telephone. But, you know, I don't really know the situation because he said like, hey, like, please social distance and stay at your cars for future shows. And I was talking to Tanner and I was like, I don't, did a PR person write this for him? Because it kind of sounds that way to me. Because he was like, you know, we're worried about your safety and blah, blah, blah. But he wasn't and protocol. Like, he wasn't genuinely like, hey, I'm so sorry about how this turned out. It was not my intention. I wanted to play a show. I wanted people to have a good time. But things got out of hand. And I, like, truly, like, apologize for, you know, not doing something. You know, there was just, there has to be a better way that he can, like, issue an apology even if it wasn't his fault, he was like, he decided to play that show, like you guys are saying. He was the one that was like, yeah, I'll play a show during a pandemic. So in a way, there is some blame on him. But I just think that, I don't know. I get it. We all make mistakes. Kelsey Ballerini's tweet is perfect for it. Uh, she says, imagine being selfish enough to put thousands of people's health at risk, not to mention the potential ripple effect and play a normal country concert right now. She goes, she goes full at, like not a subtweet, not a retweet, not a hashtag. She goes full, his full handle, at Chase Rice Music. We all want and need the tour. We just care about our fans and their families enough to wait. Mic drop. Wow. That doesn't happen in country music. That sort of back and forth, that, they don't, well, drag is not a term that happens in country music because artists I are also all saw like, lovey on each other. Chris Jansen blocked Mara Morris on Twitter, like, yeah. during all of this. Yeah, she, she tweeted that and she said she didn't know what was happening and then he said he didn't know either. So that may have been a misunderstanding, but oh, yeah. Okay. I thought there was some fighting. It, it's, it's an effort to block someone on Twitter. It's like a three click step. So that, that's a I don't know. thing to make in your pocket. Oh, is, is that the like, oh my God, sorry, I blocked you. I got hacked. Oh, I got hacked. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what happened. Well, Amber, thank you for bringing it up. It's a good, uh, good, it's a good topic. It's been the buzz this week, you know, and let's hope it doesn't become a trend. Uh, next up, distance from the studio. They're actually in the building, but Tanner's office is further away from the studio than Jen's is. So Tanner, your story is next. Y'all, I saw the wildest thing at the Santa Rosa Plaza this weekend. I was on the Macy's, the second floor of the Macy's, heading my way to the backstage on the third floor, you know, because I'd be thrifty like that. And I was, I, I turned around on the escalator and I was about to go up. And what I saw was something I had never seen here in Sonoma County. I had never seen this in my life. I looked, I made eye contact with a woman. I noticed she was holding something in her arms. I assumed, I don't know, maybe a baby. So <laughs> I, lo <laughs> I looked down and I expect to think, oh, that's a sweet looking baby or something like that. 
Nope. This lady has a full-grown goat in her arms going down the from the third to the second floor in the Macy's at the Santa Rosa Plaza, just holding the goat, just holding the goat. And the goat had a baby diaper on. It was in, because it, it was in heat. Who brings a goat to the mall? As someone who's only to snow, uh, uh, yeah, a goat, not only just a goat, but like Amber said, a goat in heat. You brought a horned goat to the mall. What is the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad idea. I make eye contact with the lady. I make eye contact with the goat, even though its eyes are on the side of its head. I look <laughs> over to my girlfriend to make sure we're seeing the same exact thing. And the woman looks at me like I'm the weird one for looking at her and her goat. You're the problem. I'm the problem. I went to I went to the Howard Park in Santa Rosa like yesterday and saw like like dogs have to be leashed in this park. This is a dog leash park. What's going on? So there can be dogs leashed at the parks, but we can have goats with diapers with no leashes in the mall. I just don't get what's going on. So I guess my question is one. Is this a normal thing to bring a goat into a store in Sonoma County? And no. two, have you ever seen anything crazy like this in a like mall or any store in Sonoma County? It's definitely not a normal thing to bring a goat to the mall, but like also it's Sonoma County, so I'm not like hella surprised. Uh, when I worked at Starbucks, people used to bring like their birds and their snakes, and I was like, you need to get out of here with your snake, bro. Like that's. <laughs> To answer your first question, no. She not only would the, the goat wasn't allowed. I'm sure she was just doing it and waiting to get, get caught. You cannot, there are no emotional support goats unless there was some crazy scenario where she needed an essential service at Macy's and she had to bring her goat or something. I just like, I can't imagine. That's not real. By so, way, real quick, this person was like maybe 20. As a country music station, I have to say I adore someone supporting their animal so much. So I don't have a problem with the animal itself. It's just maybe not the place to bring in a goat. I swear that Sonoma County is more backwoods than Georgia was. Really? Yeah, no one brought their goat to, I mean, not even a Walmart. And I've seen some stuff at Walmart in Georgia, but never a goat. <laughs> Sonoma County, more country than Georgia. It's well, that's true. Yeah, that's what's. Also, that's kind of what's awesome. Uh, right Aid across the street from the radio station. I was running in there to try to buy bug spray, and uh, as I'm like in a hurry walking in, I noticed they've got a little A-frame sign out front. There's a full-on toucan just sitting there, like the Fruit Loops bird. The Fruit Loops bird sitting there just hanging out and I'm like you know he's got the claws and I don't know if he's going to be upset that he's just sitting there and then as I came out without bug spray there's a man like picking him up and uh, I guess he needed to do something just decided to set his toucan on the a-frame sign and then come back so he at least left him out of the store so that sort of caught Was me off a guard. parrot or a toucan I mean I don't know I thought it, a, a parrot's like tiny isn't it no, that's a parakeet. It's like a macaw. Uh, we can tell Amber. I didn't grew know around a pet store. Bird expert. <laughs> My mom raised birds. Yeah, that's one. a macaw. Yeah, a that's macaw. a blue macaw. 
excuse me, not a toucan. <laughs> well, I only know this because I don't think you can have toucans in the United States. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's definitely not a toucan. I'm, what am I talking I mean, about? It's a very exotic bird, but okay. Sorry. Sorry no, to I'm bird expert. <laughs> I was trying to give, I was, I guess I was trying to give a sense of the size. It was large. Yeah. It, and it was a it was a, a parrot is usually kind of tiny. This was like a bird of prey. The second story I'll tell, and this one was really scary actually. Uh, I was, before I worked in radio, I was finishing my degree. And um, I ended up finishing my degree at the Santa Rosa JC because I just had um, uh, general ed credits. So it was, it was the Santa Rosa Junior College Petaluma campus. And um, it's nighttime. I'm walking out into the parking lot. This is in the middle of a very suburban area. There's a ton of houses around the Petaluma campus. It's new construction. <laughs> Freaking snake! Snake! Right there, two feet. It's like the size of a Jesus. ball width. It's like, you know, I don't know, four inches around. Around sitting there and it's coiled and it's popping and it's oh just, god I, I just, I mean, it's just and you know i'm like okay i'm a big boy i can handle myself but it's you're just not in, when you're in the doldrums of like homework my cell phone and go home and pay rip it's like all of a sudden you're thrust into an adventure film and you're just like not it just really caught me off guard so uh, i would have dropped was, a snake in my pants if i would have saw that <laughs> There was a snake in my boot, and uh, it was uh, it was scary. Yeah, Amber. One time, I was in the Santa Rosa Plaza, and I saw this man dressed in this giant frog costume. He said it was a radio station, and it was really weird and really bizarre. And I didn't know what he was doing there, and then he got in trouble six months later. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was bad. I I got in trouble for I got talked to about that. I thought that was a hilarious promotion for the mall. Like a year ago, Tanner and I went to the Santa Rosa Plaza dressed in a froggy costume, and we're trying to give away tickets to Sam Hunt or something or Brad Paisley. Wasn't it the week after the a mountain lion was there? Yeah. 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 It was like two days. Pretty relevant. But really, the craziest thing I saw in the mall what in here in Santa Rosa at the plaza was a homeless man had his hand in his pants. And that's all I'm going to say. Oh, that's lovely. I've never seen that before. Cole said, oh, that's perfectly normal thing to happen in bigger cities. <laughs> what? No comment. No comment. Yeah. So let me get this straight. So I can't wear a frog costume to the mall. <laughs> Someone can bring a, a goat in there and I'm not going to say the other part. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that was sitting around him, though, was acting like it was normal, like it wasn't happening. And I was shook it. Shook it. No counting, man. Tanner, thank you for sharing that. I am surprised. That's a kind of a weird one. I just want to remind everyone, this was her coming down the third floor. So she already went up. It walked <laughs> in with the goat, went all the way to the third floor, and then came back down. Jen, you are just stone's throw. You're within six feet. I am. The Froggy 92.9 studio. So you are up next. All right. Well, I am taking some time off next week. A, because I'm maxed out on vacation. And I don't want to keep working 
and not earn it. So in light of everything that's going on, we're trying to find something that, you know, we can do. Like I can't go to Disneyland. My Disneyland trip got canceled. So for the first time since I was like 22, I'm 35 now, I am gonna go camping. Oh, yes. I have been avoiding it because Katie really likes to camp. I am not an outdoors person. Like my idea of camping is like a three-star hotel. No joke. (laughs) That's my brand. The last time I went camping, I put on a full face of makeup every morning. True story. (laughs) Like eyeliner, mascara, the works. We're all set. We've got like everything's all ready to go, but you guys... Some of you look like, oh, yay, camping. So, A, what are some fun things to do while camping, and what should I be prepared for? Where are you going camping? We are going in South Lake Tahoe. Well, I think a big thing is expect a small bath, and that's totally okay. You're probably not going to be able to put on a full face of makeup, but that's the best part about camping. The best part is to is to not look your best self. It's to let yourself go for a couple of days. It's to have that, that 5 o'clock shadow on your legs if you shave your legs. You know, I don't shave my legs, but I, I assume that's how it works. One thing that I always forget until I am camping is that I usually do tent camping. And something I always forget is how awful it is around about 1.30 in the morning when you wake up and you just realize you've been sleeping on a rock the entire night. And we it's just have a nice blow up mattress. Okay. Like I said, camping for me is a three star hotel. So like accommodations have been made to at least attempt to make this an enjoyable experience for me. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, I, are you planning? Are you planning to just relax for those days, or are you going like hiking and doing a bunch of stuff? It kind of depends on the climate of the area. Um, I have family there. Obviously, we don't want to go out and be around a whole bunch of people. So a lot of it, we're going to bring some games. We got the little flints. So we can practice making fire with flint so that when I talk crap about people on Survivor who can't do it, I at least know that I can do it. And we want to do the basic stuff like we want to make s'mores. You can't go camping and not make s'mores. Have a bunch of beer. Yeah, you know. Yeah. A few Coors Lights to the face. I didn't realize until I was of age to drink that camping when you're an adult is so much more fun than camping when you're a kid. Okay, first off, ice. Get way more ice than you think that you need. It goes. And then any food that you're going to keep in the ice, make sure that it's in some kind of Ziploc because just imagine that it's in completely submerged in water and what that's going to do to the packaging because that's eventually what will happen. So the reason why I say that is one of the first times I went camping with my buddies, they put the meat and the beer in the same cooler which was oh no which was cool like the first day and then when the ice became complete water now you've got just this parchment paper and meat juice and the beer and you know it was bad so i guess it's a little bit better now that they have these super coolers these yetis and stuff like that that's one tip two don't leave your food out because i have been intoxicated and uh we just like took like the food the can of beans and just threw it out into the woods and just screwed around like whatever and definitely woke up in the middle of the night and there was a bear what yes and that's something that will happen in tahoe for sure so we have to each of the campsites i think have one of those lock boxes 
is. I spent five hours awake with a bear growling outside our tent, and it was a nightmare. So <laughs> that's awful. I feel and like then, camping in California is so much different than camping in Washington because in Washington, it's notorious for like nothing can kill you in the state of Washington. Wait, I mean, we have, bear, we have bears, but not like by where I'm from. Mm. You don't have to really worry about predators. Uh, you really shouldn't. I mean, you're probably fine wherever you are. That was a pretty remote place where we were, but it was the, just so you know, that's one thing that's possible. Amber, back. I, I just, my phone just cut back on and immediately came to the Zoom meeting. Amber, do you have any tips or tricks for Jen for camping, things she needs to do? If you're doing s'mores, make sure to use Reese cups instead of Hershey's. I heard it's a game changer. Reese's? Okay. Reese's, I believe. I'll, <laughs> I'll give anything a chance that's involving chocolate. Oh, is there any chance you can fish while you're there? Possibly. Um, it depends on what's going to be open, so that's something that I have to still figure out. Hmm. I'm jealous. One, I, I need to go camping. One thing I always enjoy doing, I don't know if you can do this in Tahoe or not, because obviously lake, when it's freezing, by the way, don't jump in it. Terribly cold lake. I always like doing a creek walk, so just finding like a, not like a rushing river, but you know, like a creek with like a little bit of water, and then just, you know, you throw your like flip-flops on, and you just kind of walk the creek and see the different way that the water flows and stuff like that, if you can. I always enjoy doing There's that. a place that's on the west side of the lake, kind of, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's where they, the Salmon Creek Run is. So I've gone there a few times. So if that's open, we probably will head up there and do a little bit of nature walking and yeah. going down in the creek and stuff. Well, have fun. Oh, yeah, thanks. I'm excited to be one with nature and get dirt under my pretty nails well we are gonna wrap up here thank you everybody for sharing your stories jen enjoy your time off next week and maybe sooner rather than later you might see us or hear us back in the froggy studio together which will be fun we've all made the best of it with these zoom recordings but there's just nothing like the timing yep live in person the snapping we will catch you next week here on the Inside Froggy 92.9 podcast. Thanks for checking us out. Inside Froggy 92.9 with Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. Hit subscribe now if you haven't already. And stay up to date with the team on Instagram or Facebook. Follow at Froggy 929. Inside Froggy 92.9 from Amaturo Sonoma Media Group.